Buddha says, everything excess in life is poison. And I will assume many of us know that too much of anything loses its value. Because, mashallah, there's an infinite amount of information available to us on the internet that talks about the beauty in balance. My question to the majority, including myself, is we know that excess is harmful. So why do we still fall out of balance frequently? Some people will pass an immediate judgment and say it is greed. Humans, by default, are greedy. It could be, but I feel it's deeper than that. And I'm not saying I have the answers for everybody, but I can only speak from where I'm standing, and that's one point of view only. In spite of knowing too much of something for me personally carries negative energy, I hardly know when enough is. Unless I'm constantly practicing self-awareness, it's almost very difficult for me to stop naturally. Maybe this stems from having too little at some point in my life. Excess has contributed to my personal suffering in the most obvious ways. But when my ego is in control and I'm thinking too much of the outcome, I literally lose connection with myself and what feels right. I fall out of balance. Too much of something is a form of control. It takes practice to know when to draw the line and just let go and be in the moment. This practice to me means listening to my needs and not going against my gut when it speaks. If you have neglected listening to yourself as I have, then your gut is not a familiar voice. So we have to work twice as hard to build that connection with it again. An emotional example of excess for me would be the idea of not going all out may mean risking losing what I want. So I have this need to make sure I grab it just in case letting go doesn't bring it back to me. I mean, I can't guarantee if I set what I want free, it will come back to me. Excess in food has contributed to a massive weight gain. When I was eating too much beyond what my body needed, not only did I physically feel bad, I was neglecting my body cues when I kept going. Think of a friend who you constantly ask advice that you never take. They will eventually stop engaging loudly when you speak and be meh when you ask for advice. That was the relationship between food and my body cues for as long as I can remember. Excess in purchasing things I don't need has led to hurting my savings account and then led to clutter and then to waste. How many times did you buy more than what you needed, have it stored and sitting in places and then had to throw it or give it away? That excess meant flushing my money down the toilet. It doesn't matter how little or much money you have. Waste is waste. And nobody feels good seeing their money evaporate. But we go for excess in the mall when we feel bad because consumerism has taught us that instead of processing our emotions, retail therapy will do just fine. But when your credit card payment is due, when the cycle of regret, did we really need that glow-in-the-dark private thing and two of them? Note to self, if I must buy something I don't need, just buy one of it. Excess in giving too much in a relationship has dropped the balance for me and created insecurity. But it's not about how much you give. It's about the clarity in what we want that counts. And of course, that's a two-way street. Now, this is just me looking at my life. My friends, they jumped in with examples of how excess has hurt them personally. Excess in availability has led to loneliness. They were taken for granted very quickly and then ignored. Excess in alcohol 
has led to alcoholism. Excess in attention felt like pure suffocation. Excess in words has led to misunderstandings. For a reason. We will realize how little is actually enough and everything in between is pure waste and our needs, they come from an emotional void. My need for excess comes from shame and according to Dr. David Hawkins' map of consciousness, shame carries the lowest vibration in comparison to enlightenment, which has the highest vibration in his chart. This was insightful to me because I recognized that what I needed to work on was not excess. It was shame. Excess was the product of my shame. Let me simplify it. To heal from my shame, I needed to work on what was triggering it. So every time I ignored that feeling when it was triggered, I was living in excess as an autopilot response for survival. Now, I'm a work in progress, so it's not always bad. But when I'm aligned with myself, I feel closer to my truth. But most importantly, I feel heard by myself. This triggered one thought. We often feel unheard by a spouse, partner, or a colleague. But life is a mirror, so it all starts within us. And how often do we listen to ourselves? And if we don't, then why do we expect other people to listen to us when we can't do it for ourselves? Just think about it. We all have a higher self. The book of now, uh, sorry, the book, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle teaches us that me and the self are very separate. So how often is the self heard? Listening to ourself, in my opinion, is a way of returning to our body and being present. It's a form of freedom because we are not going against ourselves. We feel liberated. I realize this episode is different than the previous episodes, and it may not be a popular one because I'm not talking about a massive heartbreak or an anxiety attack. But success has taught me valuable lessons. To know something is great, but to put it into action means building a new habit. And to me, that meant breaking from the belief that I need more. And this required taking new steps every day by making really tiny promises to myself and honoring them. Consistency does build new habits that open new doors and creates new circumstances. And new circumstances very quickly popped up in my life. But that's in the next episode. But for now, I'm extremely passionate about this plot, this topic, and I thank you for listening in. And I can't wait to speak to you more about consistency next time. Thank you.